You are listening to FPEA Connects, a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to FPEA Connects. Today's host is Suzanne Nunn. Suzanne is an active homeschool mom serving homeschool families in both her local community and across the state. She also serves as chairman of FPEA, Florida's statewide homeschooling association. FPEA serves thousands of homeschool families in Florida, delivering a wealth of support, guidance, and information to both new and longtime home educators. Please join us as we seek to encourage you in your homeschool journey and help you stay connected to all things homeschooling in the Sunshine State. Welcome to episode number 48 of FPA Connects. I'm Suzanne and I want to thank you for joining us today and listening in uh, on what happens to be our two-year anniversary with the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I just want to say thank you to all of you who have supported us by listening over these past two years and please invite other people to check us out as you hear the topics that we are going to be talking about over the next few months. I think they're going to be very exciting for people who are homeschooling or thinking about homeschooling. And today is one of my favorite topics to talk about. And I'm not here by myself. I am going to be um, doing our show today with Sharon. And Sharon Rice works in our office. Hello, Sharon. Hi. She has been with FPA for eight years or so doing uh, all kinds of behind the scenes work with our homeschool convention and other events that we have throughout the year. And so Sharon and I are going to sit and talk for a few minutes today about homeschool conventions and um, reasons that we think they're important and reasons that we think you should attend and that everybody that uh, has any interest in homeschooling really should consider attending. So Sharon, thanks for joining me. Thanks. And I just thought we would start by um, just a little bit of thought about why someone should attend a homeschool convention and who should attend homeschool conventions. So when I think about why somebody should attend, the first thing that always comes to my mind and like the first response I'll give to somebody is honestly at our convention, there is something for everybody. Do you agree? I mean, pretty well rounded. We have stuff going on for moms specifically dads and sons mothers and daughters um children teens like we have so many things honestly Mm -hmm. so i always am telling people there's something there for everybody and you can walk away with something um that's going to matter to you something you're going to glean from it but let's break it down a little bit okay so who do you who do you have contact you the most and say should i come to homeschool convention is this right for me uh, well, in the office, um, the probably the most frequent is people who are looking to homeschool. So I might get an email that says, I'm just considering homeschool. Is convention a good fit for me or is that something I should come to? And I would say definitely. It's perfect for. Right. Yeah. And I would have to agree with you because I actually was converted by attending a homeschool convention. <laughs> I was converted. Uh, I was teaching in public school and um, considering homeschooling um, along with my sister who was already who was already a homeschool mom 
And once I came to convention and I really saw what was available to homeschoolers and the wide um, range of options, it was a whole new light was shed on it for me. So I think that, you know, for me, that was definitely a moment where I'm glad that I came before I was homeschooling because it really helped to cement, you know, that clear understanding of what I could do, like what the possibilities were. And then, of course, there's new homeschooling moms Mm -hmm. and dads that come to convention. What do you say about those? We call them our newbies, and you even get a special little B to wear around on your badge so that people will recognize that that you're new and if that is there anything that they can help you with specifically it kind of helps people know that but what do you think is really um a good reason to give for brand new homeschoolers to come oh gosh it's so good to come to convention your first year or even your second or third year you're still kind of new um just even just meeting with other homeschoolers is so helpful the sessions are so helpful um, looking at curriculum, especially if maybe it's not your very, you're not brand spanking new, you've maybe been doing it for a few months, uh, going into the vendor hall is really helpful because um, you get to see all the curriculum and it's so much better to look at it in person than just looking online because you can actually look at it, put your hands on it, you know, even if and your kids are older. They can look at it and they can have input have on input, it. Yeah. And input from your kids is great when you're picking for a little bit older children. Yeah. Um, but the vendor hall is so it. helpful. There's so much that at convention is so good for new for new homeschoolers. It'll help them get started right off on on a good foot. Yeah, I tend to agree. I know I think that a lot of people say to me that that they feel overwhelmed already just yeah. by starting to homeschool and figuring it out and planning their year and they feel overwhelmed and they feel like going to a convention is going to be just too much, too much information, too overwhelming, too many people. And I've heard that so many times. And, you know, quite honestly, I think that a little bit of that is their own personal fear, but I think a lot of it might be them hearing other people really talk at the convention and it's so big and there's so many vendors and, (laughs) And I think that, you know, unintentionally, maybe they're putting a little bit of fear in these new homeschool moms. But, you know, I would say that it can be a little overwhelming, but the balance to that is there's so much good to glean from it. And you know, you're not going to get everything and you know, you're not going to get it all. Take little bites. Take the little bit away that you can, you can get and, you know, start from there and grow from there. And so I think as a new homeschool mom, it's so important. And, you know, for me, when I first started, I had people feeding me a lot of information about homeschooling. It wasn't until I went to the convention that I felt like I gleaned some of my own information about what was really good by, you know, listening to speakers and talking to vendors and what would really work for me, not what somebody else's opinion, you know, was. Yeah. Um, And then I think the other person that I hear, you know, that kind of comes up, the other um, person that would be coming to convention might be what we call our seasoned homeschoolers, right? And so I hear two sides of that one. Either, you know, seasons, you've been homeschooling for 15 years, you don't need to go to a convention. And then I hear the other side of it where the that mom is like, oh, I couldn't see not going to the convention. So, you know, for a seasoned homeschooler, 
Um, I think I would say just about the time, and I know this has been my personal experience because I've homeschooled for a number of years, just about the time you think you've got it down, you know, that child goes from elementary school to middle school and something changes and you need some more help or you discover they're going to have a challenge or a struggle in this area. And about the time you get middle school nailed down, then high school comes along, you know, and then it's college transcripts and everything else that you have to think about. And so for me, you know, attending the convention kind of became that point every year that I could look at it and say, I need to take a deep breath, evaluate where I am, and what can I do better? What do I need to work on? And it was a good stop gap for me just to think about those things um, as that seasoned homeschool mom. But um, those are some of the reasons I think that I would say people should attend from those different areas, uh, so to speak, in the homeschooling journey. But, you know, one overriding theme, I think, is that all of us need encouragement. And I think that we all, again, are at different places. And no matter where you are, whether you're dealing with someone who is a preschooler all the way through high school, if you have special needs, you know, children that you're dealing with, um, multiple ages, spread out everywhere. I mean, whatever it is, I think that you're going to find some encouragement because I think that there's going to be a talk or a vendor or somebody that you run into that's going to be in a similar situation and you're going to find this was why I was here because I needed that encouragement. But um, that's a good a why for me, you know, because for me, that's something that I, I again, some people kind of blow that off sometimes like, ah, oh, y'all need to do that. But that's huge to get the encouragement. But what reason would you give? Like if you said there was one super important reason for everybody, newbies thinking about it, seasoned or seasoned attendees who um, are coming, why is it important for them to come? <clears throat> Without a doubt, my what I feel like is the most important reason to attend FPA's convention is because it supports FPEA. Um, supporting your state organization, we're a nonprofit. I mean, obviously, you know this, yeah. but being a nonprofit to be able to serve and provide services and to promote homeschooling and protect homeschooling rights and to do all of those things throughout the whole year, we can't do that without our homeschooling families attending convention and supporting our organization by attending convention. And we want, everybody wants to, you know, protect homeschooling, obviously, but we have to have a means to do that. And being a nonprofit, that is one of the main ways, if not the main way, that we're able to do that. Yeah, and that's a good point for, you know, I think a lot of the people who listen um, to our podcast are people who are homeschooling, but maybe don't understand the role that FPA plays um, across all of the days of the year. And you know, I was that way when I before I really started serving in FPA, I came to the convention. I didn't necessarily know what the rest of the work was that was going on behind the scenes or, right. you know, the underwriting mission that there was that we were, you know, supporting by our attendance, by being a member of FPEA. And, you know, you're so right, because even, you know, this past legislative session and people who are connected with us will know there were some issues that that arose that um, could challenge our homeschool freedoms. And that is the most important 
thing that we really do. The, the homeschool convention's fine. Other events are fine. They're they're great. They're needed, and they're important. But the support for our organization, so that we can continue to do the work that protects homeschool freedoms, that protects our parental rights, that's the most important. It's thing. so much bigger than just three days. It's so much. I bigger. mean, we're not just a for-profit organization or event that just sets up you know, an event, and then we move along. We're here for the rest of the year supporting you, the attendees, and, and homeschoolers who don't attend right. or anybody who's homeschooling. We're protecting all of them. And it's, right. it is so much more than just three days. So that that's a great point. I'm glad that you thought to mention that because it is. It's an important aspect of our organization, and um, it's, it's important for our members to understand where their membership dollars go, Mm -hmm. you know, to help support homeschoolers. Like you said, not just our members, but all of the homeschoolers in the state of Florida. Um, So we talked a little bit about why um, we need to go to the convention and uh, who we think needs to go to convention. And maybe let's touch on a few minutes, kind of the tools and the resources that are available to people. I think that these are what I call the benefits, you know, the benefits of attending the convention. Um, Because, you know, for me, when I started homeschooling, not a lot of moms that are just now starting to homeschool will will be able to um, connect with this reality. But there was not all of the online access to things. Really going to the convention was about being able to connect to resources, whether the resources were people that could help. Um, help enlighten me about something that I needed help with, help encourage me, or whether it was in the vendor hall, finding a curriculum or a tool or a book that I needed. And uh, we have so many resources that are available to us online, but I still feel like there's not quite the same experience um, it, it looking at a curriculum I might be interested in spending money on, maybe even hundreds of dollars on and only seeing a couple of pages out of a book when I can go into the vendor hall and I can flip through the book. I can see, you know, what it really is like mm-hmm. to use this curriculum. I can talk to somebody and that experience and that connection to the tools and the resources, I think to me is, is huge. What do you think? I mean, I think that's true. And specifically talking about what you just talked about, for example, if I was to look at a curriculum I hadn't seen in person, but I only looked at it on the web, something as simple as the paper it's printed on or the way the way the book feels, that stuff matters as little as that seems that might not matter. But that can matter. I mean, if something is tactily not the way that you would if it's not you're not going to like it. Right. You may not have known because if you didn't see it in person. Yeah. One of my favorite things I always tell people about looking at these resources in the vendor hall is for me as the mom teacher, I always look at the um, teacher's manual. And if I can't get through that without wanting to poke my eyes out, then we're lost. You know <laughs> right? what I'm saying? Like Move on to the next booth. Time, yeah. It's like, <laughs> if it's going to be something that's explained easily for me, explained easily. And I come with a long history of teaching background, you know, behind me. But to me, that's huge. And like you said, to some people, it's the way the paper feels. It's the way their kids are and handling the, the book. And are yeah. there to, you know, you may, you, you can't talk to necessarily unless you talk on a chat. And that's not the same as if you're talking to the vendor right there. Sometimes it's the author of the book 
Exactly. And they, you know, talking to them or um, looking at it, they give you so much more information than you can just find online. Yeah. And, you know, I have found that over the years that these people that I meet in the vendor hall, whether it's the speaker or, uh, you know, like you said, the author of a curriculum, I have found that now that we are in an age of, you know, very handy social media and connection to people through email and texting and everything else, these are people that have become my friends. Mm -hmm. And all during the year now, because I have this relationship with them, I can contact them, right? And it's a totally different experience now yeah. than it was, you know, all those years ago. But it's it's valuable um, to me. So I think that, you know, the curriculum is, is huge and being able to experience it is huge. Um, so we're, we're getting close to time here, but I want us to talk a little bit more specifically about preparing to actually be at convention. And this isn't rocket science, obviously, but I think from... A couple of us who have been there multiple times and who see thousands of people go through the doors of the convention, you know, that there are definitely are some tips that we can give um, to anybody that might be attending, you know, reminders. And I would say, first and foremost, if you have access to our um, program that has come, you know, through the mail, that's fantastic. But even if you didn't get it in the mail, there is a digital access to it online, right? Yes. So anybody can basically get that program and see everything that we have to offer, all of the workshops, the schedule, the location of things, so you can familiarize yourself with it. And I think that for me, it's not its not even just the most important, it's the fun parts. I mean, I love planning. Even from where I sit now, I love looking at that program and planning, this is what I'm going to do, this is where I'm going to go, this is who I want to hear. What do you think? Anything other? Well, I mean, we all know that we all know that convention is vacation, (laughs) but it is work. It, I mean, it is much fun stuff as there is to do at convention. There's so much fun stuff. Um, There is work to be done too. So, like you said, planning that's so important with the convention program. Mm -hmm. um, That'll give you um, a head start, and it'll make it funner. we have a few things on a list that we've compiled that are, like she said, not no-brainers, but you might not think of them. Yeah. And some of those things we, we pick up from veterans or having been at the convention ourselves many times. <laughs> and those things Multiple. include comfy shoes. Oh, my You're going to do a lot yes. of walking. <laughs> yep, you're going to do a lot of walking. So wear comfy shoes. Another one is a water bottle and snacks because... The water at the hotel is going to be a little pricey, and you're not mm-hmm. going to want to go fetch it somewhere else. So bring your own water bottle. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. And I think the snacks, especially if you have kids yes. that are walking along with you and going to workshops with you, um, that is fantastic. My kids have always done that. But, man, they needed snacks. <laughs> and bring something with them. They always had mine had their little backpack that they carried. Yeah. They had their coloring book. A go kit. And their go, it was their go bag, yeah. Had their coloring books, had their book they wanted to read, their dolls, whatever, to keep them occupied, Mm -hmm. you know. So I think that that's important. What else? Um, Well, we always hear that the rooms are cold. We don't control that. (laughs) The hotel does. This is true. So bring a sweater. That's always another one we hear all the time. And I would be the sweater person as well. So definitely bring a sweater. Yes. And... 
you know, um, you go there sometimes without a whole lot that you're carrying in, but you can come out carrying a lot. Yeah. So I know you always have mentioned these um, totes, the the packable ones that can be really yes. small, but then they yes. open up to something large. So you don't to start carry. off carrying something big, but you might need it. <laughs> you might need it, and you know we can't overlook rolling carts. I mean, those things have right. been in the hall for those as long handy. as I can remember, but they're so handy. And I felt like the first time I got one, I had graduated. Like <laughs> I am a real homeschool mom now, <laughs> but um. The rolling carts can be, you know, priceless because you can. It, it helps so much not to have to carry the heavy things. Um, chargers for your phone. Yeah. Cords, things like that that you need that you're going to carry. Um, that's great to have available, especially if you're going to use your phone to record yeah. things. There's a lot of apps and things you can use now. Uh, so much more user-friendly. Tech, yeah, yeah, tech, tech-friendly. Techie now. Yeah. Um, we used to see in the old days... Old days, oh my gosh. Um, used to see a long time ago, people would be hauling big laptops, and they'd yeah. be taking notes with their big laptops. Well, I mean, you can still bring your laptop. We still yeah. see that. But there's so many um, apps and smart devices and tablets. You know, those are great to bring because mm-hmm. you can take notes. Even if you're not taking notes in the sessions or in the vendor hall, it's a quick place to write down something or take yeah. pictures. Yeah. You know, you want to take pictures of the slides or take selfies mm-hmm. and post them on Facebook. <laughs> Or, um, yeah, or, you know, you get something, you want to remember what booth you were at, write down what booth you wrote down, write it in your phone, because you're going to have your phone with you. So definitely bring your chargers in your phones and any kind of techie devices you use. Yeah, those are important, and it'll make you feel more comfortable just having your your go-to items there. Um, So besides things to bring, I think that there's a couple of things that, you know, come to my mind about uh, preparing and, you know, one is when I first went to the homeschool conventions, I went with my sister who at the time had a child who was much younger than my children. And I was going to workshops with her and wanting to stay kind of with her because we were there together. You know, you wanted to do it. Um, first of all, I would say don't avoid going to hear speakers. I know some people think. Let's go to the vendor hall, then go back to the pool and, and, you know, but you're paying to be here. And so, so much of what is good is the speakers. Now, you're not going to hear every single one of them because obviously they're speaking at the same time across the day. But pick out a few really important topics or speakers that you love and go to those. And, you know, if your friend or your sister is here with you and they're in a different place in their journey of homeschooling, Go separate and go to the places you need to go to. You know, I will say I was surprised at some of the things I really learned um, and drew opinions about after I heard them, even when it was, you know, for children that were younger. And, you know, oddly enough, I then had two kids later on that all of that applied to. (laughs) Right. It was it was good, beneficial knowledge. But at that point in time, there were other places I could have been that would have helped. Um, So I say definitely pick out some good speaker workshops. Um, exhibitor workshops to go to and um, you know don't avoid going to those uh, while you're there and the other thing is we have a lot of free events we have other events that you pay a little bit of extra for we try to make it as reasonable and um, manageable financially as possible but we have some great free events for our families and 
Um, you know, I know this year we have like a father and son event. We have a PJ party for moms. We have um, the game tournament. The game tournaments for families. Yeah. We have uh, what else? Oh, the great great concert town hall yeah we have the Teen town, town hall, hall this town year hall. which is new that would yeah. be great a lot of things and, and a lot of those are free so you have to go to the website um check out what we have available and register even for the free events because it helps us plan on the numbers yeah. of people that are going to be attending and there's, go ahead there's so many fun things take yeah. advantage of it make make some memories absolutely there's so much to do and it'll be you'll really enjoy it it's such an enjoyable weekend. Yeah. And I think, too, it's really important for us to share it with our friends. You right. know, I think sometimes, especially for somebody that feels like, oh, I'm not going this year. But take an opportunity to talk to that new homeschool mom that may not even know about the convention mm-hmm. in your co-op or your, you know, homeschool support group and and talk it up and tell them about it because, you know, people need that support system. People need to be in a community where they're together talking about the things that are, you know, important to them. I would say also those friends who used to come to convention years yeah. ago. Yeah. We all know those people. Oh, I went yeah. 10 years ago. Encourage them to come back because there's so many new things. Yeah. And things that if they're what they're thinking about convention, oh, it's changed yeah. so much. It and is they so would really different. enjoy it if they yeah. came back. And I, I want, I would like to see more of the people return back that haven't come in a while. Yeah. And I think I say it this way: we kept all the good stuff and <laughs> added some great stuff to oh, it. Oh, there's so I mean, many more things. So many to new things. Great. Yeah. Yeah. It's just um, like everything that we've had growth and we've changed, but it's great and. Um, I would say, you know, the same thing. Just invite those people, share the information, um, and let them know um, what a great resource FPA is. So any other thoughts before we wrap it up? No, just encouraging. We hope to see everybody there and come by and say hi to us. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And um, before we sign off for today, I just want to remind you that we are here 365 days a year. You can connect with FPEA on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. And uh, we'd like for you to, to stay connected to us and see all of the events that are going throughout the year. We've got some really great things coming up. But convention deadlines are right around the corner. So be sure to check out the website. Check out convention. Register if you haven't already done so. And... Um, in the meantime, just let us know by email or phone if there's anything else we can answer or help you out with. And Sharon, thank you for taking some time to do this with me today. Thank you. And we will uh, see you soon. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you've enjoyed our show and will join us next time for FPEA Connects. You can find us on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network at ultimateradioshow.com. For more information about FPEA, visit us at our website, fpea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Until next time, stay connected.